when Ebenezer Talks, Sunday Conversations with Pastor Milton Bunting. Luke chapter 2, verses 5, 6, and 7. Joseph registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was now pregnant. While they were in Bethlehem, the time came for Mary to have the baby. And she gave birth to her first son because there was no rooms left in the inn. She wrapped the baby in pieces of cloth, watch this now, and laid him in a feeding trough. She laid Jesus Christ in a feeding trough trough. You may have your seats. I want to preach today from the subject giving birth in an uncomfortable location. Giving birth in an uncomfortable location. Let me poll the house, Quintavion. You can't raise your hand. For this here, neither can I, nor Dominique, nor Charles, nor Elvis, nor Clarence. But raise your hand today if you've ever given birth to a child. I want to make certain I'm in the right house. Amen. Now, those of you who have given birth to a child, be it male or female, it is safe to suggest that if I was to give you a sanitized microphone, you would be able to testify that that birth was not an easy moment. I've never been in a birthing room. I've never been around a moment when someone gave birth. I don't even hold children until they're at least seven, eight months old. But I do know for a fact after hearing some testimonies from some females that the birthing process is not an easy one. I even remember as a boy, Dominique, my grandmother would be talking on the phone and they would be talking violent about how People or women who give birth are at closest point of death at that time. And my brothers and sisters, to make the birthing process even harder to bear, it's harder when you're not in the right place. Do you hear what I'm saying? There are some children that have the testimony that mama was not able to get to the hospital in time, but I was ready to come out, and so I came out in the car. Some others got the testimony that daddy did not get home when mama texted him, and so I was ready to come out, and therefore the living room floor was my birthing room. Some others have the testimony that grandma, pop-pop, was not able to get out because of the snow that was on the ground. And But I was ready to come. I'd been inside mama long enough. So in the bathroom too was where I first entered the world. But I've never heard of a boy child or a 
being born in a barn. While other animals, dirty, stinking animals. I believe I know a little something about that. Late in the midnight hour, you can smell the ambiance of those animals, Violet. You know what I'm talking about and how that aroma will come. And this is where we find the baby Jesus being born. I want to talk today about this being birthed in an uncomfortable location. And I want to talk about it because sometimes God will strategically put us in a particular birthing room that is not a comfortable place, but a place to scratch and push and pull out of us what he's trying. And all of us have been there. All of us have been there. We may not have given birth to another human being, but we've all been in an uncomfortable location. Somewhere where it didn't feel like you normally would feel. Somewhere where the temperature was either too hot or too cold. Somewhere where you sit down and you didn't feel warm underneath your hips. It was by the recollection of some theologians some 90 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem where the father Joe would have to go with his pregnant girlfriend to register for the proper manner of taking care of the taxes and the registration process that had been handed down by the governmental officials. And so, you know, ladies, being pregnant, obviously she was almost ready to give birth because soon as she got that, the text says that she became ready to produce the baby. So we're going to say that she was nearly nine months. Therefore, nine months pregnant, sticking way out, feeling bad, feet swollen, nose wide, Aching in her bones. I'm on somebody's street. Somebody's reminiscing now about the first and second or third child. She couldn't get on no donkey. Probably didn't even want to see no donkey. Probably wanted to call somebody a donkey. For lack of a better term, I wish I was, wish I could say what I wanted to say. She, 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 she didn't want to ride no donkey. Y'all not gonna make me say it, y'all. I feel you're trying to make me go there, but I'm not, I'm not gonna go there. She didn't want to ride no ass. She didn't feel like climbing up. Her feet were swollen. Couldn't put them in. In that saddle strap and climb her and that baby boy inside and then ride up and down, up and down for fear of murdering the child. 90 miles. You ever walk 90 miles? 
Other week, other week I was getting ready for the activities of yesterday. The two gentlemen that worked for my father and son had repossessed my pickup from me and left me at the barbershop in town in Exmoor. And when Nate got through cutting my hair, I walked out, I looked to the left and I looked to the right and I didn't see my blue pickup. I didn't have on my red wing boots. I had on some pull-up big old heavy boots. Red wings are more comfortable than these boots. And so I looked out. Something said to me, it ain't but one thing you can do now. Because those guys that worked for you were at the church unloading chicken for yesterday's event. And it wasn't but one thing came to my mind. Pat and Charlie, you got to get ready to make your journey. I even made a phone call to somebody and I thought they would come get me, but they were asleep. I looked down at Pat and Charlie. I said, Pat, Charlie, y'all got to make it work today. So I started, I'm going somewhere. I started on my journey, Miss Ruth. Little children at Exmo Church speaking to the little black man walking by them. Kept on going, walked past Albert's house, Clarence, looked over and reminisced. And then I got to the light talking to Dominique on the phone and got in a conversation and said, oh, I better go on because the truck's coming. <laughs> Make a long story short, got past Butch Bailey's, looked over, kept on walking, made the bend, and here they come to me. Right on the corner there, they come busting up with my truck sitting up in the air. I said, Dominique, how many miles have I walked? He said, you walked about two or three. I said, two or three? That was two or three miles. That was just two or three. In some work boots. But here's the difference between me and Mary. The only problem I had was I had on the wrong shoes. I wasn't wear carrying no baby. And, I, and my feet was not swollen. And, and I didn't have the, the issues that a, a, a pregnant woman would have at the ninth hour. And then Mary gets to Bethlehem. Gets to Bethlehem and Job feels some kind of way, goes to the inn, to the large house, to the hotel, motel, holiday inn. And the bookkeeper there looks at them and says, there's no room in the inn. Now Charles Bailey, you and I, what we would have done, we, knowing you and I like I know us, we would have pleaded our case to the innkeeper. Oh, innkeeper, sir, my wife here is pregnant. Oh, innkeeper, sir, look at her swollen toes. Oh, innkeeper, sir, she is very pregnant and could give birth at any given time. 
I would submit today and I thank God the Father had it designed just like that. He did not want Jesus to be born in such comfortable beginnings. He wanted Jesus to be born right where he was born in order to teach us that sometimes in life you're going to go through some uncomfortable moments. What do you mean, Palmer? I'm confused. No, you're not. Here's the king of creation. The lily of the valley. The bright in the morning star. The rose of Sharon. The prince of peace. El Shaddai. Elohim. He, here is he walks with me and he talks with me and, and he tells me that I'm his own. Here he is being born and placed in some cloth rags and laid in a feeding trough. King of all creation who was dressed, who was deserving all honor and glory, had been born in a born in the harshest and humbleness of circumstances. The place was uncomfortable for the birthing of any baby. And the question I want to raise today, Mom, I want to raise two questions, and they are. Why does God allow us to give birth in uncomfortable locations? And then secondly, why does he allow us to be subjected to these kind of conditions before any good can come out of us? Because if you understand, when you read the Bible, Jesus was born and placed in cloth, so the new century says, and laid in a manger or a feeding trough. Therefore, before he could do any good other than being born, he was already subjected to some form of oppression. Three things I want to lift today. Quintavion, if you can find them, three things. I want to lift number one. Giving birth to what God desires out of us can be uncomfortable because greatness does not come easy. thing I need you to understand today, and everybody in this room can attest, everything you've acquired did not come easy. Y'all not saying nothing. Every car you've ever bought, did not come easy. Every home you've paid for did not come easy. Every tuition you've paid for for every child you've ever paid for it for did not come easy. Matter of fact, trying to stay on some of these jobs with some of these crazy co-workers does not come Raising children Staying married over five years, trying to help your child with the children, does not come easy. Look at the text, verse 5. Four words in verse 5 that help us clarify point number one. And who was pregnant? Who was now? Five words, pregnant. Who was pregnant? Mary was pregnant. Who was she pregnant with? She was pregnant with Jesus. Look at 
Isaiah 9 and 6 for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders and he shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty God the everlasting father and the prince of peace greatness does not come Greatness has to be pressed in you. You can't become wonderful until you've gone through something. You, you can't give nobody no counsel until you've needed some counseling yourself. You cannot be called a mighty God until you've needed somebody to be mighty in your life. You can't be everlasting until you've been tried in the fire. You can't have no peace until you done gone through some hell. And I don't mean no harm to nobody. I was born January 18, 1976, Sunday morning, 8 o'clock, snow was on the ground around the corner in the old hospital. I don't know nothing about laying in no feeding trough. I don't know nothing about laying in no barn because there was nowhere else for my mother and father to take me. And you know, today... While we look towards Friday, we ought to pause and give God praise. That every time we went through a hard obstacle, every time we went through something uncomfortable, every, every time God tried us in the fire, he was trying us to get us ready for what job and what cause and what call he had on our life. Greatness has to be pushed into you. Greatness has to be squeezed into your blood stream and, and attached to your DNA. Greatness is not born on you. You earn it. And it can't come easy, Miss Valerie. Sometimes your birthing has to take place in an area that you least expect. Look at number two, if you will, Quintavion, number two. Giving birth in an uncomfortable location takes place to prepare us to serve. Somebody say serve. Serve those who are labeled unworthy. Here's the thing. You and I cannot be servants of God until we've first been taught how to serve. And being servants, you gotta first Elvis learn how to be humble. Well, ain't nothing gonna humble you like being born in a feeding trough. Ain't nothing gonna humble you like, like being having to live your first night in a barn. And Charles, let me park here a moment and suggest that more than likely this born was not like our born. This born was not like the born you come to where I am in Savageville and work on my equipment. This born did not have four or five inches of concrete poured on the floor. 
this barn did not have a great big old wood stove in the corner keeping everything warm. This, this barn was not uh, suited and situated with chairs and refrigerator and deep freezer. So if you got to stay in the barn, at least your, your belly will be full. This barn, unlike some of our barns, did not have a restroom facility where you could go and relieve yourself. Verse 6, while in Bethlehem, time came for Mary to have the baby. Now, I need you to understand here, and I'm just talking to you today, the baby was born to serve. I want to say that again because I need y'all to get it. Going into this new year, Jesus Christ was born to serve. I'm going to say it again because I want y'all to get it. Jesus Christ was born to serve. Matter of fact, not only was Jesus Christ born to serve, but you and I were born to serve. All right, you don't believe Jesus Christ was born to serve? Look at Isaiah 61.1. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim goodness to the poor that serve. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted that serve. He sent me to proclaim freedom to the captives that serve and to release from darkness the prisoners that serve. Jesus was not born just to fulfill your want. Let me go on and make you mad. I ain't made you mad in a long time. Jesus wasn't born just to give you a car. Even though that would be nice come Friday. Jesus wasn't born just to put a suit of clothes on your back. Jesus wasn't born just to put a diamond on your finger. Jesus was not born just to give you uh, what you can con conjure up in your mind. Jesus was born to serve. Come here, Bible readers. I came to serve. I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. I came to serve and not be served. Christ fulfilled these scriptures all throughout the biblical canon all you see Christ doing is serving alright you don't believe it let's have a little Bible study since we ain't gonna come out here Wednesday when he fed the 5,000 serve when he allowed that gal to touch his robe serve when he called a man down from the tree and blessed his family serve Went to the man mother-in-law's house and healed his mother-in-law, sir. And even in the Old Testament, working through the prophets there, he served. Jesus came to serve. And he could not properly serve in the manner God the Father had, had ordained him to serve until he first had to go through an uncomfortable location. And here we are right here on the cups of another Christmas morning. And you and I got to understand that every day ain't going to be sunny. Some
sometimes we're going to have to go through some hell and high waters because God has ordained us to be servants of God. And you're not going to get your paycheck over here all the time. You're not going to get your reward over here all the time. You're not going to get a thank you over here all the time. Christ himself fulfilled the scripture. He had to do it. But he had to first be born or birthed in some uncomfortable situation but then finally I know you got to get to the outlet today to get my gift or you can just give me cash I got a cash app finally number three and then we're going to go home giving birth in an uncomfortable location takes place to show the world Great things can come from unpleasant beginnings. Jesus was born in an unpleasant situation. It was not pleasant for his mother and father to get the news that there was no room in a hotel where they could be comfortable. It was not pleasant it was not present or pleasant rather for them to have to endure residing in a livery stable. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all watch the westerns in a livery stable where the horses and the cows reside. It was not pleasant for him to give his first bath probably from the water that the pigs and the cows drink. It was not pleasant for him to have to go through being birthed out of his mother's womb, wrapped in some wash rags, and laid in a feeding trough. I thought about that thing last night, and I, I can't make it plain to you, but show you some resemblance of what it is. Come on, Q, help me if you can find it. Look at them there in that feeding Look at them eating that mash in that trough. And more than likely that's a metal trough. But what Jesus was laid in was a wooden trough. Look at them how they're eating that food in that wooden trough. And then they would take that same trough. And lay Jesus of Nazareth in the same trough that they fed the cattle and the swines out of. All I can say today is you ought to serve the Lord. All I can say today, I'm done. Let's go home. You ought to give God praise. All I can say today, Zelda, you ought to thank him because anybody willing to be born in a feeding trough for the sins of the whole round world deserves 
tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus, the wheel in the middle of a wheel, Jesus, my rose of Sharon, Jesus, my father when father's gone, Jesus, my horse pouring in the valley, Jesus, my bright and morning star, Jesus, the one that I can't doubt him because I know too much about him, Jesus, I ought to celebrate him because he was born in an uncomfortable location, wrapped in swaddling clothes, laid in a feeding trough for your sins and mine. You ought to lift your hands. You ought to lift your voice. You ought to be like the AMEs and, and declare praise God. Come on, Evelyn, from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures. You ought to be like the United Methodist. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. For what was in the beginning is now and always shall be. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels trust like fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him. Anybody want to crown him? Anybody want to crown him? Anybody want to crown him? That's not the end of the story. That's not the end of the story. The story doesn't stop at the birth. The story doesn't stop in December. The story doesn't stop in April when they hung him high and dressed him wide. The story doesn't stop when he ascended back to heaven and looked back down and said, you see me leaving, but this same Jesus is coming back. The story doesn't stop there. Soon one morning, soon one morning, that same Jesus that was born in a feeding trough, that same Jesus that was born in the same thing that I feed my pigs in, that same Jesus that was born in Bethlehem, wrapped in swaddling clothes, laid in a manger, went to Calvary and died, ascended back to heaven, sitting at the right hand of the Father, that same Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming for you. He's coming for me. Gonna take off this blue robe. Gonna put on a long white robe. Gonna take off these David Edens. Gonna put on some golden slippers. Gonna take my key to the kingdom. Walk down the divine corridor. Open up the door to my mansion. The sitting on a hilltop. And there I'll be. Anybody want to go where the wicked shall cease?
stop troubling anybody want to go where the weary soul shall be at rest anybody want to go to meet the Jesus that was born in uncomfortable location anybody want to go want to get rid of the hell down here want to stop all this crime down here want to stop having to deal with all this craziness down here I want to go do you want to go I want to put my eyes on it I want to see it I want to look him in his face I want to see the eyes like balls of fire I want to see the kneecaps like diamonds I want to see the hair like sheep's wool I want to touch the hair I want to touch the hand. I want to thrust my finger into his hand. I want to thrust my hand into his side. And I want to say two words to him before he says two words to me. I want to say two words to him. Thank you for being born in a feeding trough. Thank you for being born in Bethlehem. Thank you for being wrapped in swaddling clothes. Thank you for dying on a hill called Calvary. Thank you for going down in hell, preaching revival in hell. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for every morning you woke me up. Thank you for keeping me through uncomfortable positions. Thank you. Anybody want to thank him? Anybody want to give him glory? Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I laid my burdens down, friends don't treat me like they used to. Since I laid my burdens down, I know it's all right. I know it's all right. Anybody willing to be born in a feeding trough? Anybody willing to be born in a trough where the animals eat out of? Got to be all right. Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? Take your little bitty finger. Turn to somebody on your road. Be disrespectful for just a moment and point your little finger and say, neighbor, he was born for you and for me. Neighbor, he was born in a feeding trough. He was born in uncomfortable location. He was born, matter of fact, use some scripture. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of peace was upon him, and by his strike, by his stripes, by his stripes, you're here, you're here, you're here. Your mama is here, your daddy is here, your grandmama's here. Big Mama's here, Pop Pop's here, Uncle Junebug is here, Aunt Mary's here, 
Uncle Amos is healed. The trustees are healed. The demons in hell got to tremble because Jesus was born in Bethlehem for such a time as this. Somebody ought to be happy. I said somebody ought to be happy. When you think about he was born for you. You ain't nothing but a sinner. You're crooked. You got iniquity in you. Iniquity is another form of sin. And iniquity means that I'm crooked or I'm bent. I got news for you. Everybody in here is a crook. You ought to look at your neighbor and say, I'm holding my wallet. I'm holding my pocketbook. I'm not going to mess with you because you got some iniquity. You got some crook in you. You got some sin in you. But tell your neighbor, he was born for the sinner. He was born for the crook. He was born for the crackhead. He was born for the whoremonger. He was born for the drug addict. He was born for the depressed. He was born for the oppressed. He was born for the Republican. He was born for the Democrat. He was born for the Independent. He was born for the white man. He was born for the red man. He was born for the Russian man. He was born for the black man. Yes! 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 What can was? Where was? Nothing! 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 What can make me whole again? Nothing! Nothing! Oh, how precious! It's the birth of Jesus. It's precious. It's wonderful. It's magnificent. It's glorious. When Ebenezer talks, Sunday conversations with Pastor Milton Bunting.